Welcome, everybody. How is everyone doing today? Good. Great. Good, good. Well, so tonight um, we have actually another wonderful speaker. We're going to be talking about the C-19, everyone. And I hope that everyone knows what the C stands for. It's this wonderful little pandemic we got going on that has come and, you know, just turned our world upside down. Well, tonight's speaker is my cousin, Molly Floor. Sakbase. You're listening to Unfiltered Liming with BLT. Every week, we will reflect on our journeys on trying to navigate between our parents' traditional culture versus American culture. We are your hosts, Bertide, Lisa, and Terry. No one's talking. So let's get unfiltered. She's a registered nurse, so she's coming on the show just to give her opinion. Again, we want to tell everyone this is her opinion, her expertise of what she's seeing, what she's experiencing, not, you know, do exactly what she say. So that way you can come and hit us up. We're not telling you that this is factual. This is just her expertise. And she's going to give us her advice and her opinion of what she's seeing, being a frontline with what's going on. So um, her name is Flaw. We call her Molly Flaw. I don't know why you put that your name was Flaw, first of all, ma'am. <laughs> but um, we call her Molly Flaw. Um, that is her name. And um, yeah, so tell us a little bit about you and how you're doing. Welcome, welcome. Well, welcome. thank you for having me, guys. Definitely, I'm excited um, to be here with you all. And mm-hmm. nice to meet you. Definitely. Oh, I'm so rude. I'm so rude. I did not introduce. So, of course, you know, I'm the B and BLT. I'm the L and BLT. I'm Lisa. And Terry. Whoop, 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 whoop. Hi, Terry. Knocking <laughs> out. So, like my cousin um, Bertie said, my name is um, Floor. Marie, and I put that in quotation mark because most people know me as Marie, and then my last name is Pierre. However, it's changed because I got married. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, yeah, basically... Uh, a little bit about myself, Haitian born to immigrant parents. I was also born in Haiti, so came here when I was 12 years old. My lovely cousin here actually started the whole process of just teaching us the culture, the language and everything to be Americanized and all of that. Yeah, yeah I remember that. I would say that I'm very grateful for my cousin for even starting that, igniting, mm-hmm. you know, the passion to learn and stuff like that. So yeah, came here when I was 12 years old, moved around a little bit, lived in Florida, Boston, back and forth. Now now I, I reside in New York City, um, hey. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Uh-huh. <laughs> Brooklyn in the house. Brooklyn. <laughs> so, yeah, Brooklyn, we go hard. And we've been hit very hard. Right we've been now. hit very hard. Yes. So I've lived here for majority of the time that I've been in the U.S. Came here since um, 1998. Yeah, went to school. I have my bachelor's, BSN, in nursing. Uh, went to CUNY. I did CUNY City University. Nice. I did associate first and then bachelor's because it was more affordable but it was cutthroat but it was definitely affordable but now yeah and I'm practicing working at Kingsburg Jewish Medical Center I've been doing that for three and a half years and I also work um, at a residential home with the mental health population I've been doing that for five years that was actually my first nursing job that's where I'm at career wise married with one child I have a son I have a bunch of siblings Mm -hmm. and hobbies Um, I love to dance I'm a 
youth president at my church and etc. Busy, busy. Yeah. Awesome. So tell us, cause like with you being registered nurse in of your Caribbean, so of course it's about our experience about being first generation Caribbean. So tie that in with you like you said, being here, studying, being becoming a nurse and then and then going into how you're doing, being in the front line with everything going on, like you personally, how this has impacted your life and what you're seeing and things like that. Right. Um, being that the focus is Corona, mm-hmm. I can say that um, I work in a med surge unit slash oncology. So we basically receive, we manage patient, um, you know, with different type of illnesses and focus a little bit on p- patient receiving chemotherapy. But during covid everything was out the window. I was an ICU nurse. I was doing ED stuff and I'm not even trained for those. Can you explain what ED and ICU for those? Yeah. So that ICU is ICU, CCU, critical care and intensive care. Those are patients that are, you know, a lot of time unstable where, you know, up to the point, you know, close to even dying. So you got to make sure you stay on top of it. And ED is just emergency department. I was doing a lot of that work. So being in the Caribbean, um, I can start with, we need like a lot of awareness. We need a lot of teaching in our society community because I feel like at the beginning, if we were on top of things, a lot of lives would have been spared when it comes to Corona. Because the first thing we heard was like, Black people don't get Corona. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. From where I work in the community population that we serve is mainly minority. And mm-hmm. guess what? I've seen a lot of people drop like flies. They were The numbers you see make sense. Uh, a lot of people don't believe in the numbers, you know, fabricated, but I've seen people, a lot of people drop like flies and it was a lot of our people, right? Wow. American, Caribbean, um, you know, Hispanic minorities. So I feel like we definitely have to encourage education, making awareness to take our health serious because a lot of people did not take it serious, right? Mm -hmm. Fast forward, Corona hit, been around since 2019, right? But we didn't really get a taste of it until around March, April. Mm -hmm. That's when we saw saw a lot of the extreme, extreme measures like that we needed to take. And basically it was overwhelming. If I'm talking about my experience, it was overwhelming. I've never had so much of an emotional roller coaster year of my life. A lot of people were dying and we didn't know what to do. We didn't know what to do. We tried different things because it was new, right? Mm-hmm. So novel, right? In terms of treatment and care. So we're trying different things. We're intubating patients and they're dying. Wow. We, switched, we switched them up to BiPAP, which is just a machine that helps you breathe, right? It's non-invasive. They were they were dying. We gave medication. Everybody, there was the hype about the hydroxychloroquine, right? There was a hype around that. We gave that and actually was causing a lot of patients to um, even have worse, it was having worse effect on their body because it was um, causing cardiac issues, arrhythmias and, you know, acting on your liver and stuff like that. So that medication did not work. Then later on, more symptoms are coming. I don't know if you guys remember the first three, that it was three classical signs, right? If you had it, you had COVID. It was Mm -hmm. the sore throat, throat fever and shortness of breath. Mm -hmm. Oh, if you have those three, you have COVID. Then it came, it came about where it was just, oh, now we are worried about the asymptomatic people, right? Mm-hmm. Without symptoms now. And mm-hmm. also we saw that more symptoms um, started coming in. Loss of taste and smell. That's what got me. That's when I realized I had it. Oh, oh wow. That's when I realized I had it because I'm eating. My husband is a good cook. I'm eating and I'm like, wait a minute. 
and I eat just to fill up my, you know, my body. But at some point, I'm like, he made some really banging ribs. And I'm like, I am not tasting it the way it's supposed to be tasted. Wow. And then I was like, wait. It felt like he was just eating food? Yeah, I was just eating just to, to consume food. Wow. Um, so I was like, and then as I was aware, like more signs are coming, right? Red eyes. So now you're starting to have like allergy-like reactions, itchy, watery eyes, and you started to have diarrhea, abdominal discomfort, and then vomiting came in. And then headache. Wow. I had the headache. I had the fatigue, malaise. I generalized fatigue. More symptoms started to come. And then people were realizing I've had it. Either I've had it. More symptoms came into place. We're like, wait, I've had this. I've had that. At least two or three of them. I basically probably have COVID and I did not know. Um, wow. So, yeah. So as more things come, we're trying different treatments. Sorry to interject. Did that kind of freak you out after knowing that, oh, wow, I actually had it and you came through it and to see everything that has happened with the people who do have it, like like you said, they were dropping like flies, kind of freaked you out, like that could have been me. Right. So I was... I was very nervous. I'm balanced very well because I was juggling a lot. So there wasn't really time to really analyze my emotions. The most thing that I was worried about was my son. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. My babysitter was sick. So she probably had it where we had to stay home to watch the baby. But we didn't know we were infected. So we're home playing with our baby, yada, yada, yada. Wow. Um, knowing that, like, my husband had it, too. My wow. husband had it. Actually, he had a fever, but I took care of him. At that time, I was asymptomatic. My husband had a fever. I took care of him. You know, just like normally you do in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Wow, cool, cool blankets, cool towels, you know, cooling the body down, cooling measures. So I did all of that, took care of him. But I was worried about the baby. And also when I was waiting for the test, it was like a hell of a week for me because I know I had it. But it's just like when you have the stamp, right? The confirmation when his stamp is like, mm-hmm. now I have proof, <laughs> right? Right. So that was that that week really shook me. And I can lot, imagine. Yeah, a lot of things happens in between. Just like seeing people, um, my if I can share a little bit of on a personal, my husband's pastor died right like in my hand. Wow. So oh I God. went into a panic attack. Oh like, no. When I went home, my husband was on the phone with me because I couldn't tell anybody. I had to even hold it from my husband because the son, that was his promise. Um, the pastor's son said, Don't break it. Don't don't break the news yet because I haven't told my mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I haven't told the, the wife, so I had to hold it in. And on my way home, I had to pull over. I had to pull over. I had a panic attack. My husband had to talk me through it, like breathe. Like I know this stuff. That's what mm-hmm. I need. That's what I tell patients. But in that moment, I needed that kind yeah. of direction. I wow. needed. Aww. Yeah. So my husband did good. He calmed me down. I had to pull Aww. over though. I couldn't drive. I would have hit some husband. Well, the thing I think it's important and I know, you know, you're you thank you for sharing, but I think like the one of the main reason I think we wanted you on the show to you know this episode to talk about it is because it ties in also a lot of time people don't think about like everything you just said I didn't know that you were going through all of this I know we talked but I didn't know that you went through all of this so that's one thing like sometimes you don't know what people are going through at the time that they're going through it but secondly it's like you said all the emotions that when you're in it you don't know 
how to process it until you are a little bit outside of it. And like you said, the panic attack. So explain on that level, as far as being a nurse and being in the front line, how do you deal? Like you said, you've never experienced this before seeing death like that around you, like mentally, spiritually, emotionally, like how do you go through where you are now, like, you know what I mean? Dealing with those things. That's a lot. Right. Um, so I'm, I don't consider myself like an emotional person in terms of like, but I have never been so emotional. I've cried every day for three months. Wow. I cried every day for three months. How did I deal? But at the job, I couldn't. At the job, it's like I was going to war. Oh, that was yeah. my mindset. Mm-hmm. Like you had to be there. It's like you're short of equipment. You're short of PPE, right? That's the personal, yeah, equipment that's supposed to protect you. Or you're fighting for PPE between the doctors and the the PCTs because everybody wow. wants to save for for later. They want to save for themselves, which is understandable. But my, my at work, I couldn't um, debrief at work. It was just like well, the minute I walked through the hospital door, it was like it's it's game time. It's war. Like mm-hmm. it's do or died or it because we were running colds like back to back. Where up to the point where we were in colds, the doctors were not there because they're in other. 10 calls going on. So the nurses had to hold it down until the doctors arrive, until anesthesia arrived. Understand? So I didn't have, mm-hmm. like, emotionally, after, like, I go home, I would, yeah, on my way home, I would cry. Like, it, it, I, I don't know about anxiety for me, but yeah, I had a panic attack. That's kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. that was anxiety mm-hmm. on you. And spiritually, I was just like, I was distraught because I had a lot of talk with God. Mm-hmm. I've I've even like there's some patients I prayed over them I said God give us this win there was this one particular patient uh, a beautiful black man strong in his like 30s 38 oh, I think he was like a, a bouncer or security guard you can tell like he's he's somebody he can take a hit mm-hmm. like you understand mm-hmm. like, I'm a frail little woman I'm 5'2 like he's he's really he's really heavy I prayed I said God give us this win I just need this win I don't need this patient to go i prayed over him and then he died a miserable death Um, because yeah he was on our unit and then he got transferred to icu he fought he fought like in the bible it says you have fought the good fight of faith Mm -hmm. fought he held on because a lot of people didn't last long in the icu he lasts a week eventually he was on a ventilator and eventually he passed so I said, God, give me this win. And I'm like, wait, I didn't get this win. So I'm like, spiritually, I'm like having a talk with God. I said, what's going on? Mm. You know, I know like your will, your will be done. So my faith was just, was questioned. Mm-hmm. I'm like praying and I'm seeing the opposite. Right. Of what I'm praying for. So that shook me spiritually. Uh, but time, like they say, time kind of heals. So with time, it's like, and I started getting to the momentum. It's like, do your best. Mm. Do what you can. Um, we can't save everybody, even if we try. That was the hard, the most hardening thing. That that's what brought my anxiety. It's like we try, we try, we try, and we lost so many people. Mm-hmm. That's what I was having trouble with. Yeah. I'm glad you're sharing because I feel like a lot of people have the media and if they don't have someone close to them mm-hmm. that they directly feel it, 
Mm-hmm. Those are the ignorant ones running around saying, oh, it's not really real. And so grateful that you're willing to come on and express, you know, everything that you're going through because people need to hear it. Mm-hmm. They need to hear it and it will help someone. Especially, like you said, our Caribbean folks, you know, out there or, you know, just black folks in general. So now, you know, based on where you are now, you healing, understanding that it's one day at a time. Now the year's about to end and they're introducing, you know, the vaccine. So talk a little bit about what that all means. Like, we don't know what it means. All we see is what's on the news. Yeah. We don't understand. So break it down to us. Like we're kindergartens and we're trying to understand. Are we going to grow an extra arm or they grow an extra toe. I- they don't know what's going on. So don't feel bad. So there's a lot of um, inconclusive data <laughs> out there. But from what we know, like CDC-wise, which is the Center for Disease Control, we do have two companies that made the vaccine. You have Pfizer and Mardon- 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 Moderna. Um, what we know is just age-wise, like 16 or 18 and up. I think Pfizer has 16, Moderna has 18 and up with Pfizer um, they freeze it to a certain degree so that one is a little bit colder where in Moderna's room temperature is fine. What we know is they did a clinical trials. They did clinical trials, like 244 people. They, a high, very high percentage of people did not really experience what, what we call adverse effects. So that's the thing with vaccine, right? Mm-hmm. It's like introducing immunity to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, you know, they, they give you the same form of either the, the dead or the weak illness disease mm-hmm. so that you can build antibodies. So when you mm-hmm. build antibodies, it's like antibodies is building memories. It's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, I've, I've seen you before. So next time it comes, it's like, you're my enemy. I will mm-hmm. attack. So antibodies does that. They fight pathogens, foreign substance, anything that's new, that's strange. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're doing with the vaccine. But in terms of the COVID vaccine, clinical trials, um, it's looking... I can honestly say it's looking good in terms of side effects. The regular, it's very, you know, Corona is in the same family as the flu. Mm-hmm. So it's very similar, like I say side effects, because side effects are expected when you t- just like when you take medication. What we worry about is adverse effect, right? Doing totally the opposite. If I take something to cure me or relieve pain, I don't want it to cause me pain, right? Mm-hmm. The opposite. So what we were in normally adverse effects or allergic reaction, anaphylactic shock. So if you don't have that, then you should be fine. From what I'm hearing, co-workers, faculty members, there's a few people that have taken the vaccine from my job. They're having like mild symptoms, pain at injection site, soreness. My actually, the, my boss boss, she experienced headache. And I know somebody else that experienced body aches. Like they had to sleep a whole day, but the next day they were fine. So from basically what we are learning is just regular chills, fever, just your body is just building immunity, making antibodies. So we haven't really had any news of life-threatening reactions. So that's my question where I get confused. So the vaccine is put into antibodies in your body, right? Mm -hmm. If you actually get COVID, you have the antibodies in your body. However, what they are saying is that it doesn't last long. I know somebody that had Corona around March. They went back a couple months later. They had no more antibodies. So you're not permanently immune. It's not like measles. Uh, Remember your childhood illness? Mm -hmm. 
like chicken pox. Chicken pox you got mm-hmm. it going right. It look like it doesn't look like it's one um, one time shot. So it looks like it's gonna be like the flu. So most likely the where it's leading, I believe the vaccine might be annually. Oh wow! So the people that they have been giving it to, what kind of turnaround time are you seeing? Like if you give them the vaccine, how soon will they be able to walk out of the hospital or what level if they were like really bad or does that mean that they're coming out of it now or what have you seen? What kind of progress have you seen from the people who have gotten it? Right. So it's not like automatic clearance if you are a really sick person. Mm -hmm. But so far, I've only seen it given to more healthy individuals that are able to function regularly. Right. So I, for those who are, if you sick, even if you do receive the vaccine, you have to get out of that sick zone to be medically clear, right? Wow. They did, yeah, they discharge you when you're medically clear, no matter what. After your treatment mm-hmm. is completed, after you're good to go, that's when they'll discharge you. And the vaccine, if, if it's supposed to help you, it will do that in the time while you wait to be discharged. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to get shot basically once a year. That's what it's, uh, it's not confirmed, but based on just having corona itself and having the antibodies for it to go away, it doesn't seem like we have any antibodies forever so that's what it's leading that's what it's alluding to wow that's that's very interesting so what about the people that are okay i went through this whole year i didn't have it i don't have it so why should i put something in my body that's going to give me something and take the chance of and especially if the antibody is not going to be i might not never have it what do you say to those people i tell those people if they take in their proper uh, measurements to avoid crowds because that's our life now because one of the thing um question was what's our new normal Mm -hmm. um, basically when when it comes to like pandemic and like just world infections diseases what we want is herd immunity just like Mm -hmm. eradicate you know polio and stuff like that that's what we want herd immunity is like when we okay we have we have antibodies we're good it's not going to hurt us anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not there yet with corona. And I don't think we're close because we like on our second surge, second wave. So just to clarify on that, because um, the silly man down on 16th Street oh that came out the other day, he was saying that he wanted everyone to get it so they have heard. Is that the same thing or no? That I, I'm not sure. I would have to listen to what he yeah, said. Yeah, because he was saying that I guess if everybody gets it, Yes, that's what Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. right. If everybody gets it, but however, we don't know. We can't tell because it's, we don't know if it's a one-time vaccine. So the, more data has to come out for us. To okay, because he was saying that he wanted everyone to go out there and get sick so that way he can just go away. No, that would be ideal if we know what, what the outcome would be in terms of everybody get vaccine. Yes, we'll have herd immunity. No, we don't know. So we need more clinical data. Right. We need okay. to see if it's like a one time. So yeah, that's not the way to go. That's yeah. not the way. No, to go. that's not the way to go. Uh, <laughs> no, just, I just want to clarify on that. One. Right. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. That's not the way Lisa's to go. talking a jab. She's taking a, a jab right uh, now. Yeah, that was that was a jab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that 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 would not be smart. Look, at me? Or at, are we talking about at the sixteen? Uh, the sixteen. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. with you. <laughs> Like, I was like, wait, what did he just say? Yeah. Well, you want everyone to go outside and get it? That makes no sense. I don't listen to that man. <laughs> I just listen. I know. I was just checking. 
I can't. I get I get irritable. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just heard the word heard and I that's what it triggered it. So, you know, I had a moment. I just, you know, yeah, but that's, yeah that's the same um, line of thought, but it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Did we just eradicate polio one time? Like, no, it took time. Mm-hmm. The vaccine is a lot of people, which I don't know if I'm going into the questions. A lot of people are afraid. This. Because it's so it's so rushed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. that's the thing. Right. I don't have any problem taking it, but I need to see. Like, let's wait a little while. Let's see what happens. I mean, right. me myself, I've never taken the flu. I've never. Me neither. Just, I just want to see what happens. Like, can we just wait a little while? Yes. Um. So that's. I did a poll today on Instagram, mm-hmm. and basically, a lot of people are just nobody's thinking about it. Like maybe 30% th- is thinking about it. I had maybe two people that say, yes, they'll take it. But like 86, 88% said, hell to the no. Oh, wow. And they said, no, they're not taking it. Um, and people have every right to be skeptical. Uh, they have every right to just step back and be like, with me, I'm 50-50. I can be honest. As a healthcare worker, um, I'm considering it. But I'm, I want to see more data. It's only fair. I want to see my questions answered. Like, is it going to be like, because if it's regular flu vaccine, I'll see you next year. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You understand? So, but if it's not, then I'll take it if it's a one-time thing, but I still want to, I still want more data. I want to see what are the reactions people are getting. We we have a small amount of people. So tell us being that you're first generation Caribbean, do you think like our people back home, because, you know, I know you've talked about it in the U S but in Haiti, you know what I'm saying? In the Island, will our people be just as hesitant? Cause you know, back home, we be going to our gardens, you know, not fed the something. we're making tea Mm -hmm. you know and doing you know our bitter teas and stuff like that so in your opinion abroad is it gonna be just as bad as your poll or you think worse it's gonna be worse it would not be well received i don't know (laughs) if you saw the clip of a i don't know if that was a chairman in jamaica he said i'm gonna let the big countries do it first like canada and united states Mm -hmm. and then we'll see what happens i think most of the caribbean countries i think they're gonna follow that Mm -hmm. yeah they're gonna follow that they say let big america test this out and they'll they'll follow suit if necessary they gonna drink their tea in the meantime yeah they, we, we have a lot of things we have a tea mm-hmm. so yeah they'll probably do other remedies and mm-hmm. honestly a lot of time at the very beginning we send a lot of people home because go home in quarantine if you are not in distress because the main thing we worry about is covid causing complications mm-hmm. right? it's like you don't die from the flu you die from complications mm-hmm. right because the flu yeah. is a respiratory problem. If you're not breathing, you're, you know, you're dead. If, if you can breathe, you can do these things, we're mm-hmm. good. But if you're not, you have shortness of breath where you need oxygen, you need supplemental oxygen, you need supportive oxygen, that's a different problem. And you'll know because breathing is effortless, right? It's just part mm-hmm. of our norm. But if you feel like you're gasping for air, when you like move, you can't, you cannot go up the stairs and, and stuff like that. That's, that's different. Oh, wow. So, but if you can treat yourself at home, quarantine, stay away, minimal contact, washing your hands, disinfecting areas, you can stay home if you don't have any respiratory distress. What would you say to our fans? Tell them it's the number one thing in your you know, expertise or opinion that they should do. If they don't do nothing else, they'll take nothing else from what 
everything we've said, maybe give them like two, three things that you feel like you want them because you said, you know, it's about education, right? right? About learning. So this is a platform to do that. Right. What will be those things? Um, the number one thing is to build your immunity, like build your immune system. How you do that? You treat the body right. You know, you don't just eat anything. Proper diet, regular diet, low carbs if you have to, because we do eat a lot of fried, salty, and greasy food. That's the tri- I call them the triplets. Um, when it comes to like minorities, <laughs> hyper hypertension, diabetes, mm-hmm. and high cholesterol. Those are the three things that are killing us. Because guess what? The number one cause of death is heart disease, right? Mm-hmm. So causing heart disease is plaque buildup, plaque buildup from you know lipids, you know eating greasy food and stuff like that. So diet, build your immunity, have a proper diet right increase your fiber intake you know eating um, and getting extra vitamin c boosters right that doesn't stay in your body your body doesn't store it you can have as much as you put in your body pills the packets that build your immune system that's your best friend that's the best you got before any vaccine your system itself right we have um you know T killer cells, we have cytokines, we have different things that help us to fight infections, right? But you want to boost those things up, right? Um, So that when you do come in contact with an infection, so that your body can fight it off before any vaccine. So build your immune system. Um, I know some people say there's not much scientific data behind elderberry, but yeah, do your elderberries, um, vitamin C packets, like I was saying, uh, vitamin C does a lot, helps with, you know, healing, he has healing properties, it helps absorb um, iron and stuff like that. So take your vitamin C. What about echinacea? We can do that as well. Okay. Listen, anything, any home remedy, herbal, mm-hmm. I say go for it. If it's, But if you're on medication, you want to talk to your doctor. Gotcha. Right, because some medication potentiates, some medication acts as antagonist, right? It could either make the effect strong or opposite, go against um, the body. So, yeah, I said hydration is important. A lot of people neglect hydration. You treat your kidneys nice. So, yeah, hydrate. Regular diet, right? Avoid those things. Fry food, um, sugary food, processed food. You want to avoid that. And you want to avoid salty food. Mm-hmm. We love our seasoning. You know, if you add salt, don't <laughs> add the maggi. If you add salt, don't add the, don't add the maggi. Yes. That's, that's sodium. That's a lot of sodium <laughs> concentration. You know, pick, pick and choose. If you do one supplement otherwise you understand and rest sleep right give the body time to give the cells in your body time to process the day you know to fill up um rest is important just basic um you know basic needs maintaining your basic needs that's awesome that is great. Well, thank you for, for coming. We have a fun question. Yeah. You know, we went through the whole process. We thank you for, for, you know, giving your opinion and expertise and what you're seeing. And again, being on the front line, um, you know, we're going to pray that God continue to keep you, bless you, you know, protect you. And we'd love to have you, you know, come back on. But we want to know, fun question, what gets you unfiltered? <laughs> uh, yes. 
She's you like, can uh, answer, I do have a towel in the room. Any type of way. The show is unfiltered liming with BLT. So we just want to know what gets you unfiltered. You could be anything you choose to, to be unfiltered about. Like, do an example. Like, I'll tell you what gets me unfiltered. <laughs> Let's hear it, Lisa. I'm scared. Ahead, Lisa. I'm scared. What gets, no, don't be. What gets me unfiltered is a cognac neat. That's what gets me unfiltered. A cognac neat. Oh. Aha. I know Terry. Terry, you got something up there. I'm just sleeve. Listen, I have a long, long, you know, we Trinidadians have a long list. I think what gets me unfiltered, hmm, which one is which one, which day, which feeling, you know something, what gets me unfiltered? Some sexy high heels. When I have that on, yes, I'm feeling very unfiltered at that time. Oh snap. Oh Oh, my goodness. That's good. I would say then for me, what gets me on filter again, I'm with Terry. Depends on what day, what mood. A nice bubble bath sometimes gets me on on filter. Yes. Or my son, either or my son or a nice bubble bath, depending on how you're acting for the day. That's nice. (laughs) I would say like I said, I, I like I'm pretty open, um, but um, being home alone, naked, and cleaning. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I think we yes. have a winner. We have a winner, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> And awesome. seafood boil. Seafood boil. A good okay. seafood, yeah. That gets me. Hey, yeah. Yes. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking about. Yes. Well, thank you for, again, being on everything that you said. I hope that the fans listen. And again, love to have you come back on to give more education, especially to our um, Caribbean um, you know, fans out there. Anybody, but especially our Caribbean fans, because like you said, I think a lot of times there's misconsumption on a lot of what's going on out there. And I think hearing it from somebody, you know, from one of us about what you're seeing, what's out there is great, you know, and it's going to help somebody. Is there any resources that the people could go check out as well that you want to give up? I would say to get your updates from the horse's mouth, go to the CDC. Okay. Yeah, okay. go to the CDC. They they they're responsible. They did a government. Mm. <laughs> if they give wrong information, it's on them. We could sue them. Oh, oh. <laughs> but yeah, they give the the most um, current updates because there's a lot of news outlets. I would just say stick with that. Mm-hmm. So that's where I get my updates in terms of what changed. Because now quarantine, you don't have to wait 14 days anymore. Yeah, huh? You don't? What? What? That's what? what? How many days do you wait? Wait, what happened? Well, you just you just get you get tested. If you get a negative, you're good to go. You know, if you go somewhere where it's a hot spot, come back, you just you go get tested within twenty four hours. And then if you're negative, you know, you can operate. You okay. Know. Yeah. So things are, you know, are changing. We're managing better, I can say. But one last thing I do want to say is, you know, I don't want to scare the people, but it's very real out there. Don't wait until one of your family members, you know, get hit. And then that's when you take it serious. Take it serious. Wear your mask. Don't don't look at other people. Wear Mm -hmm. your mask. That's the norm until we get a hang of things. But just do what you need to do to protect yourself and your family. Because remember, it's not only about one person. Mm -hmm. Right? If you have elderly, you have grandmas. And we lost a lot of, of our grandmas and our grandpas. 
So if you have little children, they, you know, the immune system is still developing, even though they have good response to the coronavirus. But, you know, if, if they have asthma, that's, that's high risk. So mm. you know, don't only care about yourself. Just definitely think about other people. You know, your neighbors, wear your mask, wash your hands, and avoid those big parties, big weddings. Yeah. <laughs> I, we just really want to say thank you for being on the front line. I know it is not uh, an easy task, and I know that you are being faced every single day with challenges that tugs at your spirit, tugs at your inner self and your being, and, and even your outer being, too, because I know that you're tired, but you're going out there and you're fighting the good fight for all of us. And we really, really appreciate you and everyone on the front line that's out there working to help us. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you thank so you. much, guys. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. You can call on me anytime. Thank you. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. All right, then, ladies, and we're out. A la prochaine, le peuple. Thank you for joining us this week on Unfiltered Liming with BLT. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and join our Facebook page at Unfiltered Liming with BLT. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh, exciting content. See you next Thursday, same time, same station. Unfiltered Liming with BLT is edited and produced by Unfiltered Liming with BLT.